Welcome to the podcast where you eavesdrop into conversations between my friends and I on a weekly basis. My name is Lily Jo, I'm a singer, songwriter and I perform shows all over the world. I'm a qualified counsellor and an emotional well-being coach. You can also check out my award-winning online mental health resource, The Lily Jo Project. I know you will find gems of wisdom within the conversations that I have with my friends. Hopefully you will find tools and resources that you can hold on to, try and test for yourself, all around the important subject of mental health and personal development. I am so pleased to welcome you to today's episode of Eavesdrop. This episode is a positive and lively conversation around a subject that can be extremely difficult to talk about. I'm joined by two of my lovely friends, Hope Plum and Abby Eaton, and we talk around the subject of grief and loss. Hope has first-hand experience on the subject as she sadly lost her mum just a year ago. Abby is an ambassador for the Mariposa Trust and has lots of experience of working in a supportive role to parents who are dealing with the painful loss of losing a child. She too has also first-hand experience of supporting family members who have been through the loss process. We talk about coping throughout the first year, how to be a great support to someone you love who is going through loss, and the awkward juxtaposition of losing a loved one whilst life just carries on as normal all around you. I also share some top tips on how to work with loss, including the whirlpool of grief. Yay! So today I am in conversation with Hope Plum and Abby Eaton. Hello ladies! Hello! (laughs) You're welcome and we've already been talking a lot and we've already had lots of deep and meaningful before we've even pressed record. So I was like, let's just press record on this, save it! So here we are. So in case people don't know who you are, Hope, can you just briefly explain who you are, what you do, what sure. makes you tick? Okay, I'm Hope and I am mum of three. I've got twins who are six and a five-year-old as well. I'm currently studying to be a personal trainer and a fitness instructor. Woo! Yes, indeed. Because my current job at the moment, I do a bit of uh, piano teaching and singing teaching. I don't love it. So I wanted to replace that part of my life with the whole fitness thing because that's something that I found after having kids. Just Mm. that getting that side of me going again just Mm. makes me feel like me. So I want to work with other prenatal and postnatal mums. That's my goal and get them just feeling good about themselves. So wellness and all that sort of stuff. That's what I'm really passionate about. But also I sing. So I sing with a group called Worship Central, who are based at Gas Street in Birmingham. We travel all over the place, which is amazing. So a lot of, lots of bits, kind of, yeah, just uh, bits here and there. Stuff that makes me happy. I think I'm really blessed that I can do stuff that makes me happy. And because the teaching doesn't make me happy anymore, that's why I've decided to swap it out. At the grand old age of 38, I've decided to change directions a little bit. So I want to keep singing, do all that stuff, but then kind of the pennies come mm. from the teaching so mm. that's why I've swapped it for the personal training it's amazing. and that's what's awesome. so good about this day and age isn't it you can actually flip up your career at any yeah. point you yes. don't have to be in a job for no. 25 years no. you can go do you know what 
I've moved on. Exactly. Yeah. I'm developing as a person. Yeah. This takes my fancy a bit more, so yeah. I'm going to move into that. And Life's you can just do short. that. Life's I'm too really short to be short. doing something that you don't love. And I know I've got to feed my kids. I know mm-hmm. I've got to put food on. They need clothes. They need food on the table. So what? Could, and the singing I love, but it doesn't pay regularly enough for mm-hmm. me to be able to just yeah. do that. Yeah. So what else can I do? What else do I love? And I love keeping fit. So it's like, okay, let's let's go with that then. Absolutely. So yeah, Amazing. doing a lot of studying and wow. as well as still the teaching and looking after the kids yeah, or whatever I'm wow. trying to study to get oh, this done but wow. yeah that is amazing. so inspirational Good. really inspirational yeah. can't That's wait to hear more yes. but before yeah. we move on Abby Eaton yeah. tell us a little bit about you who you are what you do oh, well I'm Abby I'm married to Chris and we've been married nine years now and we have a little boy Bo oh. who's five and a half and oh. that half is very important <laughs> oh. isn't it when you're five birthday. and a half October 31st oh. Loss. And actually, loss can be 
we were talking about it a little bit earlier, weren't we? It can be divorce, yeah. Yeah. it can be losing a job, yeah. losing a loved one, losing a baby, mm. a dream, losing, yeah. you know, so losing friendships. Yeah. Mm. You know, so we're going to talk about that today mm. and just explore the theme a bit and uh, hopefully we can glean some wisdom yeah. from yeah. you girls and, and hear, hear more. So, Hope, mm. I know you went through mm. a really painful experience mm. of loss mm. and losing your mum which is huge so I wondered if you'd be able to share with us and the listeners your story Mm. um so I lost my mum in July of 2017 so really raw actually yeah so thank you for sharing no not it's it's my pleasure actually I think it's part of my grief really talking about it mm. with the kids I don't have a choice but to talk about it okay so actually it hasn't been like something that I've realized oh I need to talk about it I haven't they just ask questions and have asked questions constantly yeah. throughout this whole process mm-hmm. so I find talking about it really therapeutic and actually Good. I've realized things as I talk about it that I might not have realized by myself and yeah I find it really useful so I'm so happy wow. to, to be here and to, be to, yeah. to share this with you guys so my mum had been ill for a while she ended up in a nursing home so she was in and out of hospital just various things with her breathing and chest and stuff and then she ended up in a nursing home I would say probably a year before she passed away and so we all knew so I've got an older brother and two older sisters as well we all knew actually that she probably wasn't going to leave there so it's been weird in the fact that I knew her life was coming to an end. So it wasn't a shock. Okay. So I think my grief, it's almost like I grieved before she went. Wow. So I grieved the life that she used to have. Yeah. Actually, just a bit of background for you. I'm adopted and my mum and dad um, have fostered over 70 kids. Wow. Yeah, they're incredible. And I kind of just turned up on the doorstep when I was two weeks old. And my natural mum was like, could you foster her and uh, maybe adopt her? And they were like, sure but they'd kind of come to the end of their fostering career as it were and they adopted the sister above me I came along 15 years later and just as a total surprise and they were like oh yeah it felt like it was from God and couldn't say no so fostered me and then decided to adopt me so my mum and dad were in their 50s when I came along Wow. and they're white as well my origins is from Zimbabwe Zimbabwe. yeah so my natural mum and dad from Zimbabwe yeah yeah and there was huge kind of opposition to them kind of from social services to them adopting me because not only the age thing but also the color thing and so I I get it I get why kind of in the natural you would look at it and go so 50 year old white parents adopting a little baby like Mm. this is not gonna work surely but my mum and dad are believers and believe in Jesus and just believe that it was the right thing so really fought and fought and fought for years actually to adopt me and it took until I was six for it all to go through I remember really clearly going to court and mum and dad explaining to me I always had the choice to call them I remember again I'm gonna go for a right tangent here so pull me back if you need to but I remember mum having a conversation saying what do you want to call us you can call us auntie and uncle I must have been really small for this conversation to go on what do you want to call us auntie and uncle or mummy and daddy but we're not your 
actual mummy and daddy we want to be but we're not the actual mum. and I was like oh mummy and daddy just because that's all I knew obviously yeah. Yeah. and then I remember going to court and what the process was going to be and I remember sitting opposite the judge and the judge said to me are you happy do you want to stay with them I'm like yeah and I just remember in my imagination it's like this really long dark table and the judge is sat the other end oh, my mum and dad goodness. are either side and I'm like this what tiny little six-year-old like at the end of the table but Obviously, it all went through and we went to Stratford-on-Avon for the day because that was my favourite place to go. And so they took me to Stratford for the day. Like, after it all happened, it was a huge celebration. I remember calling my brother in a phone box. A phone box, guys, because we didn't have no phones in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) One of my big brothers in the phone box going, it's happened, like, I'm here, I'm here to stay. Yeah, that, just a bit of background for you. So my mum was in her 80s and... I had lived the most incredible full life, you know, fostering all these children and then she's got grandchildren and they were always at our house and helping look after the kids and stuff. And then she just suddenly started to get ill. So it was fairly obvious that she might not get better from this. And like I said, she ended up in a nursing home and just there was really nothing, kind of the doctors are giving her medication, but there's nothing that they could do. It was all just to keep her keep her going I guess in a way that sounds really harsh but it wasn't improving her life in any way just to keep her comfortable that's it thanks Abby so to start with in the nursing home she was kind of walking around and mixing the other residents and then I would visit her and she'd just be in bed and would need help out to go to the toilet and it just got to the point where she couldn't get out of bed by herself anymore and having that time where I could see her getting worse as horrible as it was but it prepared me for what was to come Mm -hmm. so I really did grieve the life that she had yes and so for me it just felt unfair that this is what her life had come to Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean okay so that that's almost what I was Mm -hmm. grieving kind of having seen her and known her do all this stuff for so many and and my mum and dad just would just help anybody and everybody and so it was just this that's what they used to do and now she's just kind of reduced to just lying in bed and for me uh, as a Christian I just really battled and was praying I was like God I don't feel like this is fair Mm. and actually when mum was kind of talking I remember her saying to me I'm so ready to go to heaven and she's a woman of such great faith and so she Mm. believed that when she died she knew where she was going and she just said you know what I'm I'm ready to go to heaven and as soon as she said that I was like do you know what Jesus I don't want to lose her, but also I don't want her to stay no, in this yeah. bed for yeah. however long. Mm-hmm. Like, she's ready to go. And do you know what? She, it was another nine months oh, no. before she passed away after that. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I definitely grieved before she went. Mm-hmm. And then there were periods when Dad would call me at, like, 11 o'clock at night and I'd see his name flash up on the phone. And, and think, panic. This is yeah. it. Yeah. And he'd go, your mum's really not very well. We're not sure how long she, she's got. So I'd obviously rush over to the nursing home to see her. And this happened probably three or four times. And she just hung on and hung on and hung on. And then in the end, <clears throat> she just stopped eating. She couldn't eat anymore. It was hurting her, I think, to swallow. And then she stopped drinking. And so I remember Googling, how long can you survive? without any fluids and it was like three to four days wow and it was three to four days it was like three days after she stopped drinking so on the saturday uh, she passed away on the monday on the saturday uh dave my husband and the kids we all went to see her we'll probably talk about this a bit later i've got time i feel like i'm taking so much time i'm so sorry it's great but part of the process for me was involving the kids at every step because i think that's 
to me, that was really important. So I took the kids with me and they'd seen, again, had seen grandma kind of slowly deteriorate. And so we, it was just a constant conversation. This is what she might be like. She might be able to talk and blah, blah, blah. And so Dave and I, we took the kids and we went to see her. And yeah, sure enough, she, she couldn't talk. And yeah, that was just really hard. And I think also because the kids... I wanted to be there for a while, but it's only so long you can contain two six-year-olds and a five-year-old in a little room with a bed. And and so they were getting quite boisterous and noisy. And it's just like, okay, do you know what? Let's just go. Let's just go. And so I decided to, I went back the next day, obviously, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to see her as much as possible. And I went, I'd been to church and I'd been leading worship. (laughs) And looking back, it's like, I don't quite know how. I got through that. And actually, one of the songs on the list was 10,000 Reasons. Oh, my goodness. And there's that verse in 10,000 Reasons that goes, um, on that day when my strength is fading. And I have sung that song 10,000 times, yeah. possibly, and never has the realness of those lines hit me as much as in that moment because mm. that's exactly where mum was. Wow. Like, her, she was sure. on the edge yeah. of seeing Jesus. Mm. And I knew that kind of when I left at church, I was going to see her and that might be the last time that I saw her. Mm-hmm. And actually, I remember I just sat in an Asda car park. I, I, yeah, I didn't quite make it to the nursing home. I just sat in the Asda car park. Just, yeah. I didn't want to see her. I did want to see her, but I knew it would probably because she could go in the night or something. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I don't know why to this day why I did that. But I just sat in the Asda car park, just kind of on my phone, like, and it's like, this the world just, carrying on around me the most surreal mm. thing and I kind of plucked up the courage to go and see her and I just sat by her side she mm. couldn't talk to me I just held her hand and sat by her side and just thanked her Aww. for adopting me and I just said you know what mum it's okay it's time to go mm. we're good mm. we love you we'll miss you but we're all good mm. wow. it's time for you to be with Jesus and I, I read a passage from the Bible and not like just sat literally for as long as I could, probably like two, three in the morning. I left the nursing home, got home, and I'd had washing out on the line, and Dave hadn't washed it. Oh, <laughs> and it was like two in the morning, so I just sat like getting the washing down, thinking this is the most surreal thing. Wow. Do you, yeah. you know that juxtaposition yes. of life goes on, uh-huh. but I'm going through this life changing thing. Yeah. But yeah, life needs to carry on. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want the washing to be done. I want it to rain on it tomorrow. Got the washing in the night, kind of climbed into bed, didn't really sleep. Got up at five the next morning and and went to do this school project. And I got through the morning and it was at lunchtime. I kept my phone out. It was at lunchtime. My dad's name flashed up and I knew. Mm, And he just said, mum passed away five minutes ago. And I just dropped to my knees. Oh. thank you Jesus that it wasn't during a session because I was teaching years at a time so like years five and six all together yeah. and like teaching yeah. these amazing upbeat songs yeah. and thank goodness it wasn't during that it was during lunchtime so nobody was around yeah I just dropped to my knees as he broke down he can't, He broke down and I knew like he couldn't even get his words out of him. so I got to my car and rang Dave my husband and he picked up the phone and I sobbed and he knew as well. Mm-hmm. And then I called my very best friend, Lucy. It's exactly the same thing. Because obviously everybody was like prepared for it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I raced to the nursing home to see my dad and my sister was there. And I went to see my mum. And there was a real 
And I will, I'll never forget looking at her. There was a real piece about her. It sounds like mm. such a cliche. But the night before, she looked like she was in pain. Wow. She was kind of almost yeah. curled into a fetal position. Like she couldn't mm. stretch out her limbs or anything. She looked really, yeah. really poorly and shriveled mm. and just not like the mum that I knew. And as I walked into that room a couple of hours after she passed away, she, like her skin looked better and she was all kind of... And it, it, it was just... Again, another really surreal moment of real peace. There was obviously such heart-wrenching grief and I couldn't mm. quite believe that I'd been there mere hours before and she was breathing yeah. and now she wasn't. Yeah. But I've got to be honest, like, I don't know how, if you don't have a faith, I don't know how you get through that sort of thing because for me my comfort and I guess people that don't have faith would say well it's a bit of a crutch and maybe it is but my crutch is that she was in a better place and this is how I explained it to the kids is that her body didn't work anymore Mm -hmm. Mm. but now she's got a new body in heaven yeah she's running and jumping and she's do you know what I mean and that's where I know yeah she is and so as Horrible as it is not to have her on Mother's Day and on her birthday, on the kids' birthday, on my birthdays, when you least expect it, I'm like, oh, I'd be seeing Mum today. And I'm not as horrible as those moments are. I'm just surrounded by this comfort that she's so much better off where she is. Absolutely. And obviously, it's not quite a year. Maybe when this podcast has been a year. So how have you managed that year of firsts? I feel as though every time it's hit me, it's kind of taken me by surprise. So what's hit you at strange moments that you don't actually expect? Not really expected. So Mother's Day, I kind of anticipated it and I kind of hid myself away. Didn't go on social media. Didn't even go to church, which is my happy place. I was just like, I just don't really want to see anybody or interact. Or I hid myself away with the kids and we just watched movies all day. But that's great because that's a really important technique. You were protecting right. yourself. Yeah. You're being wise about your boundaries on that specific mm. day. So that's a really good practical tip, actually, that right. everyone listening yeah. could take away. And yeah. go, Do you know what? Mm. Father's Day, Mother's mm. Day, all those painful mm. times, take yourself yeah. away. Yeah. Do what's right for you yeah. and your yeah. family in that that's moment. It. And don't put that external pressure right. on yourself. You're absolutely don't right. Worry. Yeah. How painful yeah. would it be to scroll through Instagram oh, gosh, on Mother's yeah. Day? Thank you, thank you, Mummy. Yeah, Mom. you know, absolutely. It's just no, not I what just... you want to hear. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't really... need to see it. It's really wise. Yeah. yeah. So I took myself away on that day. So I guess that's quite an obvious one. Um, but then there's just been other times where. So I Betsy's birthday, which is in January, we were having such a lovely time just at home, and she had the greatest showman soundtrack on, which yes. we love in our house. And <laughs> yeah. It's all balloons and sunshine and whatever. And I just turned today from when. Oh, I wish mum was here. Just a real, and it just uh, kind of takes the wind out of you a little bit. And so the kids are in the lounge and Dave's in the kitchen. I just turned and just had this like, whoa, moment. Yeah. Kind of where the tears fall. And then I was okay. Yeah, it's and again, just a perfect moment. example mm. of carving out mm. moments of grief. Yeah. Like you actually let it out. In that moment, you didn't go, oh no, I can't cry, I can't cry. Just carry yeah. on. You actually just let it out. Yeah. yeah. So important, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I think my kids have seen Quaspospy so much of that that Archie went to me a couple of days later. He went, Mummy, you're going to cry on everybody's birthday. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I was maybe like, yeah, actually. maybe. You won't. And honestly, that was my, oh. that was my answer. Like, I don't know, maybe. It's just like, yeah. I'm Miss Grandma. That's all it is. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I haven't. Managed. <laughs> I mean, I remember again 
after I'd been to see mum at the nursing home after she passed away and I had to go home and hmm. obviously David picked up the kids from school and I walked into the house so David not told the kids he was like you know we'll do it together yeah and they were happily playing and I there was a moment where I was like okay I've got to do it and it was really hard oh obviously it was a yeah. hard thing to do but it was just this building myself up to this moment and I went kids can I speak to you for a minute and they went why are we in trouble oh. <laughs> and I was like no, I just thought, okay, now it's not the right. Do you know what I mean? And and I just like carry on. It's fine. We'll talk later. Oh. And it was just this kind of I just need to accept, like get it right. Yeah. And so at bedtime, we always sit together on, on one of the girls' beds and we say what's been good or bad about the day, and we say nighttime prayers. So it's like, okay, I think that's going to be the moment when we do it because we're a bit quiet and we're calming down yeah. anyway. So rather than interrupting their play and all that sort of stuff, obviously they need to know, but it's not like anything's going to change. And next couple of hours so would like yeah sure yeah um and so I did it was that moment after we'd said prayers and I said you know what guys I need to tell you something like grandma um died this afternoon obviously as soon as I said that like I burst into tears and that almost set the tone for the way my grief has gone for the rest of the year it's just I haven't been able to hide it because it's unexpected to me when it might hit me and I'm not saying the kids hadn't seen me cry obviously they had but I think to that extent you know when you're just sobbing yeah they hadn't seen that it's just something that I was like it makes me sad because I miss grandma and explaining that to them was weird to me it's like but then they wouldn't get it because they're six and five. Why would they? So it's like someone you love has just gone away and you're never you're not gonna see them again. Mm. But on the other side of the coin, we teach them that heaven is a reality. Yeah. So all the way through my mum's illness, it had been, We'll see grandma again in heaven. So I'm going, we're not gonna see grandma again but you will see her in heaven. So explain that earthly reality of, yeah. while we were alive right now, yeah. I'm not going to be able to touch grandma. Do you know what I mean? I mean she's yeah. not going to be able to give me a hug. And kind of mm. being up, like, just getting that point across has really helped me to grieve, I think. It's just mm. helped me process yeah. the reality because I can't hide it from them. And it's yeah. something that we're walking through together. And it is the first death in the family that right. they've experienced. Of course, yeah. Um, so that was why it was really key for me to walk it through with them. Yeah. Because you just don't know when these things can happen. Mm-hmm. And it's almost been a grace-filled experience in that they saw her deteriorate. Yeah. And so we talked about that, yeah. like, she, you, you know, she was in hospital and then she was in nursing home. So they There's saw all of that. There's a chance for them to yeah. understand and learn about yeah. death mm-hmm. and about... So I was really... And I took them to the funeral. I explained about what was happening with the coffin wow. and that her body was in there, but she wasn't in there. And with that, Again, that was another bedtime conversation. I, I think it was the day before the funeral. And I just said, "So tomorrow you're going to see like this box that's called a coffin, and Grandma's body is in there. But what you guys need to understand is it's like when you see a shell at the seaside. And it was one of these things that wow. came to me as I was wow. speaking. Wow. Like I didn't think, but I didn't know what I was going to say. It's like it's when you see a shell on the beach. Inside that shell." something was living like there was an animal that lived inside it but that's not there anymore like that but that's died I said and that's what's in that coffin it's like it's grandma's shell but she's not there anymore. So you don't have to worry about her being in the box she's not in the box it's just a shell <laughs> I don't know where that came from but I'm <laughs> pulling that one out again like I think. I think when you have kids and you go through that it gives you that childlike right. way of, of looking at it yeah and it helps It you. does. To have to simplify yeah. it has wow. been really helpful to me. So I have to credit my kids with 
Uh, with a lot of, you know, they don't know it yet, but they've really helped this past year. So yeah, it has been a year of firsts and I just took the pressure off at Christmas, kind of, we did a, a, obviously a lovely lunch. So Christmas just was like a really low-key thing and I thought maybe, again, it would be a really hard day, but I deliberately took the pressure off myself, like, of creating this. It was beautiful and it was magical, but it wasn't this huge production yeah. that I feel like Christmas Day sometimes can be. It was just, I'm just going to take it fairly easy. And yeah. we, you know, cooked dinner when we got back from church instead of like, oh, yeah. oh my goodness, got to get everything done before. It's just kind of, yeah. like, just keep it quite And again, that's another and, great yeah. tip. It's like taking the pressure mm, off, it. being kind to yourself, yeah. not actually pushing hard yeah. in times of grief, but mm. actually being kind yeah yeah that's it so important it's really good yeah so we'll see and like you say it will be probably her anniversary will have passed when this goes out so i'm very 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 aware of it like a lot of days crept up on me like Uh my birthday whatever oh okay my first birthday without mum but her anniversary is something that the anniversary Mm. of a death is i'm going have you got anything special planned or anything that you think you're going to do to commemorate no i haven't thought about that and actually this could be the reminder or the little jolt to to do something like that sometimes it can be helpful to plant a tree Mm. or do something that's long-standing that you know this is marking the year on that's such a lovely idea yeah that you can or making a memory box yeah with the kids where they all get involved and write down their memories about grandma yeah and yeah yeah right. or an album or just yeah. something oh, that makes so you good. go do you know what we have in a moment mm. here where we're yeah. starting to think this through yeah and i love the idea of it being like a long lasting thing yeah. yeah that's amazing yeah. yeah thank you for that all right yeah i'm gonna get thinking thank you so much for sharing thank that you. is so heartwarming actually like yeah. it's amazing that your mum played such an important role in your life mm. but then also that you had that Mm. time yeah actually yeah some people listening today might have experienced grief in a different way absolutely where it was an instant trauma and that can be even more difficult absolutely it's different I guess there's different levels of there are but at the same time it's all relative to you yeah yeah and no one can take away the pain that you've felt Mm. and the pain that you face it's all relative it is I really appreciate you sharing your story thank Thank you thank you it's amazing Okay, ladies, we're just going to take a quick pause here for an ad break. And when we're back, we're going to be talking a little bit more around the subjects of grief and loss and overcoming. Counselling is a talking therapy which can provide support and treatment for a wide range of mental health and emotional issues. It offers a safe and confidential space where you can discuss your problems and difficult feelings openly. Counselling Directory connects you with professional support. Please find a link to their amazing website in the description box below. anything Abby that you want to say or share around the subject of grief or any wisdom to add to what Hope's been talking about? I mean my experience of grief in terms of losing a loved one is more in a supportive role. Mm. I haven't lost a parent or a child but some of my closest well my husband 
has gone through the loss of his mum. So I've lost my mother-in-law and we marked the anniversary of that in mm. February. How did you mark that, actually? Because that could mm. be helpful to hear. It was actually Valentine's Day mm. and my husband's a little bit older than me and his uh, mum was in her 80s and she lost her husband, Chris's dad, about six years before and honestly spent every day of those six years just wanting to be back with Stuart, wow. you know. She, her life was all about him, mm. bringing up the kids. And although when we had Bo, he brought, mm. a, you know, three or so years of joy to her, she just wanted to be back oh. with him. So they were reunited on Valentine's Day. Wow. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And so oh, actually, yeah. and it really was an amazing day to be reunited with the love of her mm. life, who she yeah, had missed incredible. every day for six years. And we knew... That was the day God ordained for them to be wow. back together. We just wow. knew that. Yeah, we just spent the day together as a family and shared stories about grandma. And cause I call her grandma because it's, yeah. it's yeah. my little boy's yeah. grandma. And yeah. he adored grandma. And yeah. So my role has been very much a supportive yeah. one. Amazing. Okay, so let's talk about support. And obviously mm. you've played that supportive role, Abby. Yeah. But what has been the reaction? And obviously, we're not going to name names no. or anything like that. But what is the reaction to loss? And how do people respond? And how can we respond better as mm. friends when someone is going through the mill? You yeah. Know? Mm. Yeah. For me, being brutally honest, I have got an incredible bunch of girlfriends around me who one of my best friends, Esther, right, rang me. I text her because I've got a WhatsApp group with my friends and I just text going and they, again, knew the process. Like, she stopped drinking, she stopped eating. Don't think she's got very long. And so... I just sent out this WhatsApp going, you know, gosh, mm. girl, she passed away at one o'clock and she immediately just rang me. She was at work, she just rang me straight away. And I stopped at the service station because I was coming from the school to go to the nursing home and just bawled my eyes out. And kind of, I had a lot of my girlfriends were really, really good. And actually, Philly, my, another one of my best friends, she won't mind me saying this, she recently said, I wish I'd have been better. I wish I'd have come wow. to the funeral. And do you know what? To me, there was not a part of me that went, oh, she's stepping away. Or she, no. she's got, at the time, like her twin boys were six months old or something like that. So it just didn't even cross my mind like that Philly's not been there for me. But for her to say that was amazing for me. Uh-huh. I, I, Like I say, I didn't feel like she was distant in any way, mm-hmm. shape or form. But for her to say that, I think that's just a sign of a really good friend, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. know, I'm sorry mm-hmm. and I wish I had been there. Mm-hmm. And I'm remember doing that for my friend who lost her mum and before I was married maybe I was 21 maybe and she lost her mum and I did not know what to do and I just kind of freaked out and became that person that didn't really say much like was there for her but didn't necessarily go out of my way to pick up the phone and I it was one of my life's deepest regrets is that I just I'd never gone through anything like that so I just kind of freaked out about it and actually having gone through that it almost feels like it's a little club of people that have lost parents sure and those are the people that know what you're going through without you having to say anything yeah and it's like all of a sudden these people started popping up on social media going i know how you feel Mm -hmm. or i went through this however many years ago or i went through this six months ago and even people that you know people that you follow on instagram that you don't necessarily know these people were like I know that feeling mm-hmm. and I'm here if you need yeah. me. So it's amazing who, 
who poops yes. outside. Yeah. And it does really feel like you're in it a little exclusive group. Yeah. And I yeah. had, in a similar way, it reminds me, could be six months after mum passed away, I got a bunch of flowers from my from my friend just randomly going, we're just thinking of you. And I see oh, it every Sunday at church. But she lost her mum a few years ago just after she had her baby girl. Literally mm. two weeks after she had her oh baby girl goodness. her mum passed away really suddenly. Oh. And she's like, I know how it feels. I just wanted you to know. It may be six months later, but we're still thinking of you. And it's like having that force, like having gone through it, you're like, actually, I know how it will feel. So therefore, I'm going to question and I'm going to... And actually, I would say, but I would rather people ask me questions and for me to go oh I'm having a hard day or I don't particularly want to talk about it yeah obviously I'll, I'll be nice about it I'm not just going to go I don't want to talk about it like yeah. I'll be do you know what I mean I'd rather people ask questions how are you doing yes than like tiptoe around and yes. be like oh yeah. like not mentioning it for me that's way too awkward and again life's too short like yeah. just ask the question how are you yeah. doing how are and you? you might be landed with me bursting into tears yeah but actually much rather that and then, what would you want if you did burst into tears in that moment? What would you want that listener to mm, do for you? Just a hug. Yeah. There you go. Just be there. I so don't it's even not need even anybody heart. to say anything. It's not even hard. No. It's just allow yeah. that person yeah. to cry. That's yes. absolutely And just be present. Yes. That's it? the important thing. I think that's the, the, one of the things that I was going to say is that for me, the hardest thing was I am a problem solver and I want everyone mm. to be happy. Mm. I want just everyone I love, I want to solve their problems. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and for me, watching, there have been a few people close to me that I've seen go through that real grief. And, you know, you don't have to worry that you're even need to say anything. No. no. Like, just being there yeah, for that it. person or yeah. just sending that bunch of flowers yeah. or, you know it's like or just crying with them yeah, yeah. That's just it. sit and cry yeah, yeah. just yeah just yeah. acknowledge that this is rubbish yeah absolutely yeah. this is hard this is rubbish yeah but this is normal mm. yeah. this is part of life we all have to go yeah. through it don't we yeah when i first started working with the mariposa trust honestly i almost i felt like a fraud because i hadn't lost a child i knew well, I had to actually just keep reminding myself that God wanted me in this role. But I was like, I haven't gone through this mm, grief. Mm. And, you know, I was encouraged to go and, and sit by the people at the end of the service. And I just thought, how can I do this? I am not qualified, mm. you know. But one of the founders just said, Abby, just be you. Mm. Just be you. Well, if you're the person that wants to make people happy, mm. you're the perfect person Absolutely. For you know, you can just sit and be mm. you is lovely yeah, yeah absolutely i think it's just knowing that just your presence there mm. yeah just that hand just that knowing glance just that care mm. doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a word no. and i remember just hold it just a lady that just came and i just i'd never met her and i'll probably never see her again but i just held her mm. for the time that she needed to cry and yeah. you know and, and i just think gosh that's it's so powerful. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. I just wanted to briefly talk before we finish about something called the whirlpool of grief. Mm. So for anyone who's listening that might be going through grief right now, there's something called the whirlpool of grief and it's on the lilyjoeproject.com. It's all there for anyone that wants to kind of delve further. But the whirlpool of grief, if you can just imagine you're in the midst of your day, you're going through life, you're bobbing along in your boat mm. and then you get the phone call at one o'clock in the afternoon mm. that says she's gone. You know, or you mm. get that phone call in the middle of the studio session. Mm. She's gone. And you're bobbing along. Life's normal on that river. Mm. Of the, you're in the river of life, life's normal. And then you get the call. So then you drop with your boat yeah. down the waterfall of bereavement. 
And in the waterfall of bereavement, there's numbness, there's denial, mm. and yeah. there's shock. Okay. And however long that takes to fall down that waterfall is unknown. Like it yeah. could be that you're in that waterfall stage for six months, mm. shock, two months, a month, depending on the depth the yeah. re- of the relationship depends on how long each sure. stage takes. Mm-hmm. So you drop down, but then you hit the whirlpool of grief. Okay. And in the whirlpool of grief, it's that feeling of loss and emotional falling apart. Mm. And some days you're caught right up in the middle of it, those moments mm. where you're like, I'm right here yeah, in yeah. my boat, in the middle. Mm. And some days you can maybe not even think twice and mm. feel a bit guilty about yeah. that because you're like, oh, I'm yeah. in the outside of it. And yeah. actually, oh, but then something happens and oh, you shot yeah. back into the middle. And yeah. again, how long that takes, we don't know. So no, yeah. It depends. And then some people end up on the sand where that's like feeling depressed and lost and falling apart. Some people end up on the rocks. Imagine the rocks on the side of the whirlpool. Mm. And that's where you get pain and actual physical symptoms. So I know mm. someone who, when she experienced loss, her whole back went out. And like there's feelings of sickness, headaches. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah, you've experienced yeah. that. Yeah. But then you can get back into the whirlpool again. And then again, you're on the outside or in the middle or you're on the sand or you're on the rocks. And all that process... Mm can be any amount of time right but the good news is that at some point you get back into the river of life again okay yeah back in your boat back into the river of life again where you start to feel like you can love again Mm. you can reorganize and you start to feel like life's actually getting back on track yeah Mm. and it's the acceptance of the reality of the loss yeah Mm. yeah and so then you go on back down river of life and then at some point again you have another loss yeah yeah back down the waterfall depending on what it is that you're losing and i just find that a really helpful picture of grief because you can be at any point at any time and hope right now you still might be in the whirlpool or you might have parked in the sand for a bit Mm. or you might just be dipping your toe in that river of life again Mm. or do you know what in the middle i think as you were saying i'm going where am i and i feel I feel as though I I have days where I'm, I'm I'm getting back to life again, but I know that I'm not quite there because that's accompanied by massive guilt. Ah, mm. yes. Of, yeah. of like, I haven't thought about mum today. Mm-hmm. Or when was the last time I cried about it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I guess yeah. I'm dipping my toe back, dipping but I'm toe. not. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. There's a really good book, actually, which I will mention on here. It's called Overcoming Grief. It's £2.99 from Amazon and it's amazing. And you can work through that book. It's a workbook. It's amazing. All about like carving out time for grief, but also writing a letter to the lost person. Like, just dear mum, just want to say this to you today. Like, I'm feeling like this this happened at work or... Mm. And the kids are asking about... You know, just a beautiful letter that you can either then leave it at the grave yeah, or yeah. post it in the memory box. Yeah. But oh, it was just so practical lovely. tips and it's really good. So that's on the Lily Joe Project website and that's by Sue Morris, if I remember correctly. Overcoming grief. grief. Yeah. Okay. It's over in the corner of this room. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you afterwards and I'll post Great. the link in the description for yeah. anyone that's here. So thank you so much, ladies. That was a really informative conversation and I really hope that people listening can gain some wisdom and advice. And if you are struggling and you are grieving now, we just want to say, hold on in there. Yeah. Yeah. It will pass. There's light at yeah. the end of the tunnel. There's that river of life Absolutely. waiting for you. But yeah. you just need to work through the process. And actually... It's healthy. Yes. The whole thing Gosh, is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, ladies. No, 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 I'm never alone.
listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, why not share with your friends? Please check the description box below for extra links and further information to some of the topics discussed in today's episode. Also, you'll find information about what's coming next. For further information, top tips and advice on all kinds of mental health issues, including low mood, anxiety, self-harm, eating disorders and more, please do check out www.thelilydoeproject.com. You can find my music across all digital platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. See you next time. to get your life back on track do you have big dreams but don't know where to start why not book a session with me where we can explore together your dreams and turn them into a reality i offer life coaching to individuals through my unstoppable life coaching business why not find a link in the description box below and book today and don't forget to use the unique discount code eavesdrop for an extra 10 percent off are you looking for an interactive workshop on how to overcome low self-esteem for your next festival youth event or schools workshop why not book me lily joe to lead my brand new i am worthy workshop where i teach best practices on how to overcome low self-esteem this workshop is not just for girls but it's for your guys as well find a link in the description box below to book today and don't forget to use the unique discount code eavesdrop for 10 percent off Dress, baby, like one, two, three. You can never put